0: Welcome to Equality Education, a show about inclusive teaching, supportive parenting and a kinder future. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Equality Education with me, Ollie Pike. So, it is that magical time of year when there is no school. I mean, I know school has been up in the air this year for a lot of children and many have had to do a lot of home learning. But... Right now, it is officially the summer holidays. So the kids can put textbooks aside and take a little break for a month or so. And yes, this year's summer holiday will be a bit different from other years, but I'm sure it will still be fun and a relaxing time for you and your family. If you have kids in your life this summer, then you know they're still gonna be able to do some of the awesome things you get to do during the holidays. Like you're still gonna be able to take them to the park or to the beach just please be careful and stay safe and adhere to guidelines if you do either of those things. And the kids are still going to be able to spend some time inside, chilling and watching their favourite TV shows. Now, I know you probably don't want to encourage too much TV or streaming time with your kids, especially when it is a glorious day outside. But when it's miserable, And let's face it, if you live in England, it's gonna probably be grey and rainy at some point over the summer. Then a bit of TV is fine. And actually, it has been shown that TV can be a useful tool for children in helping them to learn and understand more about the diversity of our society. Cool, huh? However, this is not always the case. And some of today's TV slash streaming services slash YouTube shows are actually having the opposite effect, as their content is perpetuating negative stereotypes, negative behavior, and or hardly showing diversity and inclusion, if at all. And we know this because last year, a company called Hopster, which is an app for kids, which streams only the most fun, educational, safest and representative children's content all in one place, took an in-depth look at the 50 most popular children's television and internet programs, rated them and then published a report. Well, yeah, this must have taken a lot of time, but totally worthwhile because the results are super interesting. And I'm so grateful that Hopster took the time to do this. And I'm sure you will be grateful too. So here is a little extract from said report. It says, This report sets out to explore some of the most popular content that preschoolers today are watching and rating it specifically in relation to the attitudes these shows may be nurturing. Whilst a number of shows and storylines deliver positive social messages for preschoolers, many of the key findings highlight that more work needs to be done to help positively shape the perceptions of our youngest generation. And this report is actually available for free to download. You can find it at hopster.tv or I will put a link to the report in the show notes. And I'll also put one over on the podcast page at poppernolly.com. So the results from this research is kind of mind-blowing because I don't know about you, but from what I've seen and researched of children's television today, it seems to look great. It seems to be diverse, inclusive and, and positive. However, maybe that's what I've been seeing because that's what I've been looking for. Because inclusive entertainment and media for kids, as you know, is a huge part of my work. So I'm naturally going to seek out these inclusive programs and episodes. But this report, whilst it did find a lot of positive elements from some shows, it did uncover some quite shocking statistics and questionable choices made by the creators of some shows. Yeah. And the report really does show that a lot more thought needs to go into the creation of children's content. So today, what I'm going to do is share with you some of the most important elements of this report, which I think if you are a parent or someone who spends a lot of time with children or looking after them, I think you just need to be aware of this because then we all just know that little bit more about what children are consuming and maybe we will feel a bit more confident about making the best choices for them and ultimately for society. Because we want to help shape future grown-ups who are going to be accepting, understanding and familiar with diversity. Okay, before we start, I just need to let you know that this is not a sponsored podcast. Hopster have had no involvement with this podcast episode at all. I just think that what they've discovered is incredible and vital information for us all. I do, however, have a professional business relationship with Obster, but more about that later. So yeah, let's really get into this. Okay, so first of all, why did Hobster bother doing this? I mean, it seems like a lot of work. Well, get this. By age three to four, 96% of preschoolers are watching 15 hours a week on a TV set, and 53% are spending eight hours online. A study into the screen time in the US found that zero to eight-year-old screen time averages at two hours and 19 minutes per day. The role of television as a communications medium and learning tool to socialize children cannot be underestimated. On areas such as gender, studies have shown children may exhibit gender-biased behaviors and develop the gender-biased attitudes that they see on television. Further to this, there is a large body of academic research which concludes that children are not born with prejudice, but rather prejudice is a learned behaviour. Children begin developing attitudes about various groups in society as early as ages three or four. Initially, such attitudes are quite flexible. However, as children grow older, such attitudes become more difficult to change. So what all of this information is telling us is that children today are consuming a lot of content and media and programs and that all of this content that they're watching is affecting them and it is shaping the grown-ups that they become. So that's kind of a vital thing to remember here as we delve into this report a bit more. So what Hopster had to do first... Before they even started studying the programs was they had to determine the 50 most watched shows aimed at preschoolers from television and streaming services such as Netflix and YouTube. And yeah, Hopster had a process in order to achieve this, which you can read about in the report. Uh, But once they'd done this, they'd they'd, uh, discovered the 50 shows they were going to look at and study. And just so we're all on the same page here, let me just share with you some of the shows that they looked at. And I'm not going to name all of them because there is 50. Uh, Again, for the full list, check out the report. But I'm pretty sure you're going to know some of these. So these are some of the shows which they looked at. We've got Peter Rabbit, Something Special, Octonauts, Postman Pat, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Pokemon, Pokemon. Spongebob Squarepants, Thomas the Tank Engine, Fireman Sam, Ben and Holly, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Muppet Babies, Peppa Pig, Paw Patrol, My Little Pony, Barbie's Dreamhouse, Webs and Tiaras, Kazoops, Go Jetters, Hey Dougie, Bob the Builder, Digby Dragon, and The Wiggles. And again, that is just a selection. There's a load more shows which you can see that they studied. Okay, so... With these shows, what was Hopster looking for uh, when they sat down and went through them all? Well, here is what they were specifically hoping to find. Disability representation. LGBTQ plus representation. Fame representation. Shows which set excellence in social standards. And by this, they mean varied body types being represented violence and inappropriate language not being encouraged, social representation from different classes like working class, middle class, upper class. um, They wanted that to be reflected equally. Uh, They wanted to see varied family setups. And amongst all this, Hopster were also looking for gender neutrality. So they wanted to see male and female characters having equal screen time. They wanted to see male and female characters equal in ability to have professions that break traditional stereotypes, and they didn't want to see colors conforming to traditional stereotypes, e.g. they didn't wanna see pink and glitter just for girls. So yeah, that was the list of things that Hopster were looking for. But did they find that? Well, let's find out. So first of all, disability representation. Now, I'm reading from the report, and it says, Despite 22% of the UK population having impairments or disabilities, disability was only shown in 16% of programs included in the study. Furthermore, over half of the programs featuring disabled characters used them either in a tokenistic way, or the disability was used negatively, e.g. to make them appear sinister, or threatening. For example, in dino trucks, a villain is shown to have Tourette syndrome and muscle spasms. And in Lego Ninjago, a villain, the Iron Baron, has prosthetic limbs and is partially sighted. Hmm, that is not great, is it? However, a huge exception to this rule was CBB's something special. A long running show exclusively featuring children with disabilities and a presenter who communicates using Makaton signs. Amazing. Fireman Sam, Hey Dougie, and Chip and Potato are further examples of content that scored highly for representation of disability. Okay, now moving on to LGBTQ representation when I feel like this is my domain. So let's see what Hopster found when they looked at these 50 different programs. Right. There is a little evidence of representation of LGBT plus in any shows. Across 150 episodes, only seven alluded to an LGBT plus character or scenario. And in all cases, these were non-lead. For example, in Barbie's Dreamhouse Adventures, A female who runs a garage is called Benjamin, a name Barbie comments upon as being unusual for a girl. Across all of the content included in the study, there was no representation of same-sex parents, despite the fact that same-sex couples and those identifying as LGBT+, have consistently increased for the past 20 years. In the UK today, there are now close to 200,000 families with same-sex couples. Hmm. That is really, really disappointing. But not all hope is lost because some of the shows making strides in LGBT plus representation include Hey Dougie, which features Mr. and Mr. Crab in some episodes. Okay, that's cool. And Go Jetters, which features a male unicorn as a lead character. Okay. Okay, so some positive. I think they are both CBeebies shows, actually. So, well done, CBeebies. But yeah, on the whole, not great, eh? I'm going to try not to dwell on that too much because that is disappointing. But good job, on it exists, hey? <laughs> okay, Um, the next representation that they looked at was BAME representation. Oh, and in case you don't know what BAME stands for, it means Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic. Right, Okay, so there's one sentence here at the very top of the section, on its own, which is going to come as no surprise to anyone. And it says, white characters dominated the content selected for this study. Of course. Hmm. What else did Hopster find here? Ethnic minorities were absent from over half of the episodes viewed. In just under half of the cases where BAME characters were included, they were background-slash-tokenistic. A minority of shows were almost entirely white, e.g. The Wiggles, which is currently shown on Netflix, and the show Shimmer and Shine. In shows where BAME characters were included, they were rarely portrayed as the star of preschool content. Just three... yeah, you heard that correctly, three... Out of the fifty shows analysed, had a Bane character as a consistent lead, and these were Apple Tree House, Go Jetters, and Blaze and the Monster Machines. Gosh, this is what's going on, folks. This is how Bane people are represented in the top fifty most popular preschool shows. Three out of fifty. Okay, so now we move on to gender stereotyping. Hopster found that actually some preschool content is making great strides to challenge gender stereotypes. Some notable examples are GoJetters, yeah, I already mentioned the male unicorn in that program, as well as Thomas the Tank Engine and Bob the Builder, who have female characters presented with equal ability as the males. Great, that's good. However, over a third of the episodes viewed perpetuated gender stereotypes. Wow, this is a lot. And I'm not even sharing every part of this report. I I highly recommend you take a look at this yourself because it's really eye-opening. Okay, so here are some final results from Hopster's report. So Hopster found that subscription and streaming media services, so things like Netflix and YouTube, were found to be more likely to perpetuate negative stereotypes with preschool content than the traditional broadcasting equivalents. And they found that the worst performing content was from the YouTube channel Webs and Tiaras. Uh Uh-oh, sorry folks, honestly, I'm not trying to cancel you, I'm literally just sharing what the report says. However, it's not all bad. They found that three of the top highest ranking shows were created by CBBS, And those top three shows were Go Jetters, Something Special and Apple Treehouse. Also, classics like Fireman Sam and Bob the Builder came in the top five too. Oh, that's great. Well done again, CBeebies and Fireman Sam and Bob the Builder. There is some positive in here that is good to hear. Well, how do you feel about that? Has that made you think differently at all? It's made me think and feel differently for sure. But before I give you my final thoughts, let me just share with you some final thoughts from Hopster. And this is what Hopster had to say at the end of their report. Hopster believe in total inclusivity and equality, whether related to religion, gender, sexuality or society. Hopster have surrounded themselves with staff, content creators, suppliers and investors who share their values and have created programmes to reflect this. It is clear from their research that the majority of shows aimed at preschoolers have positive aims, but stereotypes can still creep in, with some audience groups being underrepresented or used in a tokenistic way. Hopster believe that battling prejudice in adulthood is about normalising society during childhood. And Hopster look forward to a future where preschool content is devoid of anything that could limit children's ambitions or narrow their understanding before they've even hit the classroom. Yes, Hopster, this is incredible. And it's amazing to know that there is another company out there like mine who's beliefs and ethics are so similar and that's why i'm so thrilled that a number of pop and Ollie videos can actually be found on hopster tv yeah i was super chuffed when they got in touch actually last year and asked whether some of my content could feature on their platform so if you do ever check out hopster make sure you search for pop and Ollie because it is on there and uh yeah i'm really proud of that fact and actually, Hopster have also got some awesome original programs on their platform, too, like their Love is Love content, which sets out to overtly celebrate all types of families. So be sure to check out that program, too, if you are on there. Amazing. So what do I think? What does Olly Pike think? Well, reading this report has actually made me think about my own content. And although I pride myself on being super inclusive and representative, I just know there are areas where I can smash it even more. So yeah, I actually feel really inspired by this research to show up for absolutely every type of person even more. So yeah, thank you, Hopster. And we all know how important inclusive representation in children's media and content is. I mean, that whole part about children not being born with prejudice, but rather it being learned behavior. Like, this is exactly why I do what I do with my videos and books. It just makes so much sense to me. And I don't know, I wish everyone just took the time to realize that kids' media and books are not just silly cartoons and stories made to distract. But actually, they are the fuel of the future. This media and these books are going to hugely help shape whole generations, so why are we not all taking them a bit more seriously? And I know I do joke about my work being a lot of unicorns and rainbows, and yeah, that is partly true, but I believe that those unicorns and rainbows are powerful. They are a lifeline for some kids, and I'm so grateful knowing my content is shown in homes and classrooms to help encourage acceptance, kindness and confidence. A lot of my popular books and videos and stories are based on traditional fairy tales. And again, I feel that sometimes fairy tales are mocked by some and written off as silly little made up stories made to distract, not really serving any purpose. But let me just end with this. Which, by the way, is one of my all-time favourite quotes. Fairy tales are more than true. Not because they tell us that dragons exist, but because they tell us that dragons can be beaten. Cute, huh? Cute but powerful. Cute but ferocious and mighty and righteous. So yeah, do not underestimate a fairy tale. And do not underestimate the stories and content your children or children you look after or teach are consuming because it's going to have an effect on them and we just need to make sure it's the right one okay that was a lot to take in today but thanks for sticking with it and um absolutely fascinating stuff again thank you hopster for doing all the hard work and i hope you listening found this episode useful Please remember to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and please consider helping me to create even more positive, inclusive and diverse content with my company, Pop and Ollie. And you can do that over at popandolly.com forward slash donate. Awesome. Wishing you all a wonderful summer. Enjoy some TV time, but also remember to enjoy some time away from the screens. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care.